Good morning, Pat Zima here with MagnaWave, MagnaWave Office Hours for this Tuesday morning. I'm glad to be here. Uh, we weren't here last week uh, because I had to attend the funeral of my brother and uh, Elaine was away at the uh, uh, Dr. Oz mentoring uh, meeting that we were invited to attend and so there's a lot of good stuff to talk about there and and we gained a lot of information from Dr. Oz and his board and the people attending the uh, mentoring program with Dr. Oz so you'll see more about that in the future as as things progress so if you have a question today that you'd like for me to answer simply uh, uh, rocket it to me and I'd be happy to uh, answer it. You can post it here on the chat board um, on the Facebook page or you can send me a text to 502-599-9722. Just text me uh, your question or text me your name and I will call you and we can then uh, discuss the question and get you some MagnaWave gear if that would be uh, if that be something that you'd like to have. We think that uh, you might like to, to get that. So 599-9722. Text your uh, question and name, and I'd be happy to uh, phone you back and visit with you about that. A couple of things coming up uh, this next week. Uh, Dr. Marty, uh, you, a lot of you know Dr. Marty Goldstein, who uh, comes to our uh, MagnaCon events and is a, an advisor to MagnaWave in the veterinary space, primarily the small animal veterinary space, and so we're always excited to talk to Dr. Marty. Well, his movie, The Dog Doc, it's a documentary talking about integrative medicine, how he's integrated integrative medicine into his practice and the things that he does including MagnaWave uh, that he utilizes in his practice very in his practice very aggressively the dog doc uh, movie produced by Cindy Meal and Cedar Creek Productions will be premiering at the Tribeca Film Festival uh, this coming weekend in New York and uh, so a lot of folks are able to uh, uh, see that this week at Tribeca. It's going to be in other um, festivals as well and will be generally released to the theaters around the country very shortly. However, those of you coming to MagnaCon will get an opportunity to see the dog doc and Dr. Marty will be with us at MagnaCon and so Wednesday evening of the MagnaCon uh, gathering this year will be uh, showing the dog doc uh, at the hotel and so you can come and uh, be able to see the movie uh, if you're attending uh, MagnaCon so that's we're pretty excited about that uh, again Dr. Marty will be there he'll be able to answer questions and uh, about the movie and about the practice his practice and integrative medicine his utilization of PEMF so we're really excited that Cedar Creek Productions Cindy Meal uh, who's also a MagnaWave owner has uh, granted us permission to show the movie uh, at MagnaCon. So it'll be uh, available to those in the community who might like to come join us, uh, veterinarians and the like uh, in, the, in the Louisville community to come join us. Uh, seating will be limited. Uh, there will be no charge for the viewing uh, at MagnaCon. Uh, so we're really excited to uh, have the movie. It's a real tearjerker. I've seen portions of it uh, and uh, Dr. Marty has uh, been kind enough to work with Cindy to get us that movie. So put that on your calendar if you want to come to MagnaCon and uh, learn a lot about PEMF and then get an opportunity to see uh, the dog doc with Marty, Dr. Marty Goldstein. We'd sure like for you to be able to do that. So again, if you have a question, simply post it in the chat box and I'd be happy to uh, answer it for you at that time and uh, 
talk about anything that you might want, want to talk about. Okay, there are a couple of things uh, that I would like to uh, kind of go over. There have been some questions that have been asked uh, through Facebook, and I want to kind to kind of address them. You know, there are some articles that were written back in 2011 uh, that were uh, kind of detrimental and uh, painted PEMF in not a favorable light, and they said it would, they've made comments like it's been banned uh, from in the country, and it was never banned by the FDA uh, in the United States, and they talk about the strength of the devices and, and what is safe with PEMF. And the bottom line on those articles, if you see those articles, if you look at the authors and the people uh, pinning those articles, they've been pretty much pinned by competitors uh, of PEMF devices, and they're working to sell their devices, so they use <clears throat> any information that they can find to go out and uh, put information out there that is uh, good for them and bad for us. We choose uh, not to do that. That's, there's plenty of fine devices, modalities in the marketplace uh, that work in, in actually very complementary to MagnaWave PEMF. And uh, so that we, we accept, and that's lasers, that's light therapy, that's vibration, that's many different modalities that, that are there that are very effective in their own way. And, but at the same time, they're also very complementary when used together with other therapies. And to, to, for me to say, or anyone to say that this is the only way to do it, or that's the only way to do it, really uh, isn't the case when you talk about integrative uh, modalities that can be used uh, for health and well-being and um, that type of situation. Uh, also, uh, just a little update, um, the CE process for European use uh, is certainly uh, the, the factory inspection, which was the last hurdle we needed to uh, go over, is complete. They wrote us a couple of uh, questions that they wanted to have answered with regard to how the modality is used around the world, and we've answered those questions and resubmitted those to the CE uh, boards and regulatory uh, commission, and so all we're waiting for is that we've answered all their questions and they send a letter back. It's a bureaucratic, a bureaucracy type of situation. They send the letter back and say, yes, your factory, we've passed the factory inspection, which we did. You've answered all of our additional questions, which we have. The, your device is safety uh, inspected and safety cleared, which we have done with Intertech here in the United States. So all of that uh, is complete. And I am going to have a message here that I'm going to get a chance to uh, uh, call someone and have a little discussion about some of their their questions one and and so that's that's kind of up to date on the uh, CE and where that's at uh, certainly our tests our uh, uh, studies that we are doing uh, in at the Henry Ford Hospital and the University of Miami and the uh, um, um, Los Angeles Veterans Hospital um, is progressing and, and moving along, and of course those studies will be utilized for our submission to the FDA for clearance uh, through the FDA. <clears throat> okay, so I think that's some of the basic stuff. If you'd like to put a question in, please uh, do so. I do have a call here. Let me do the call, and then we'll get to, I believe we have a question also that someone has posted. So let me uh, make the call here and see what uh, we've got going on. Here we go. So we're dialing. There we go. We are dialing. Um, and we're going to be talking with Felicia. Hi there. Hey, Felicia. How are you? I'm good. Good morning. Good morning. So, um, 
I run a rehab program at my place for horses. Uh-huh. And um, I had a couple questions. I am new to the Magna Wave. However, I've been having it used on my horses off and on. Um, so, but actually putting my hands on the horses now, I'm actually seeing all the benefits myself. Great. Um, my first question is regarding a um, 20-year-old thoroughbred horse that was kicked in the pasture 10 months ago and broke the top of his elbow. So it has healed as much as it's going to heal, mm-hmm. and which, which was halfway, and then it stopped healing any further. And using the MagnaWave, will that help any fibrous tissue form in that open space, or are we basically done? Well, that's a very good question, and certainly the PMF modality uh, is FDA approved. There are devices that are used for what they would call a non-union fracture, and what you've got here is you've got an an injury that is not totally closing, if you will, or or healing back, and and the, the modality of PMF has been shown to be very beneficial to aid in that type of situation. So my quick answer would be, for sure, it would certainly... Uh, be the right opportunity to further along uh, this type of indication and and help its healing proceed. Can I guarantee that? No, because it's been a long time. You're talking about being having been a year, but it is something that certainly could be beneficial, certainly to uh, relieve any pain associated with the issue to help that uh, to help that along. And if the capability is there. PEMF has been shown to help the regrowth of bone, to help the regrowth of a regeneration of uh, cartilage and tissue. So it would certainly be something that I would try. And uh, it's not going to happen in four treatments. It's going to take some time to make that happen. Okay, great. And my other question, um, so I've in the past have had some horses that had ulcers. Uh-huh. And we've had them checked out we've had gastroscope done in fact i took two of them on friday uh-huh. um, because i was just thinking that it was they were reoccurring again mm-hmm. and when i use the magna wave it's pretty reactive around the stomach area right um, but both horses showed total negative um, results with the gastroscope so how i mean if a horse is reactive in the stomach area that's I'm thinking that may not be indicative of ulcers then. Or how how do you know exactly what you're pinpointing when they are reactive? Well, when you say reactive, what do you mean by reactive? Uh, Almost like the spasmic uh, reaction. The the coils are jumping, basically, rather than just laying there nicely. Okay, so if the, if the coils are reacting, if, if you're getting a reaction in the gut, are you treating the gut area of the horse, I presume? Yeah. Okay, and, and uh, certainly when you're dealing with ulcers, there's a lot of things that uh, can occur with that. The stress of the horse, the, the, uh, the acidity of what's going on in the gut, and so you need to make sure that all of that is in balance with regard to diet, medication that you're using. But if you place the coils on the area and you're getting movement, that's telling you that there's sensitivity, inflammation, and, and, and stuff going on in the area. So to, to, when you get that reaction, the device is trying to help the area. The device is, is doing what it can to help the oxygenation in the area and to move things along. In, in thinking about the improved oxygenation and the improved blood flow that 
and takes place in the entire body when a horse has these types of indications or types of conditions, the, the PEMF can certainly aid the body in its ability to heal itself. But it's certainly gonna, have, gonna benefit additionally with the, the application of the omeprazole or whatever you may be using to help uh, the area as well. So uh, I would, it, again, it's, it's the kind of thing that, how do I, how do I describe this? If, if there's a, a hole in the road and you're driving down the road, you're always gonna hit that hole until they fix it or you learn how to go around it. And you've got the same thing here. There's something causing this in the body and you need to address that and then let the MagnaWave be supportive to, to uh, assist in the healing. Okay, great. Um, and then my third, my third uh, question would okay. be, since I am new to this, um, of course, I'm getting a lot, all my, the, I guess the majority of my horses I'm working on are rehab projects, whether it be one month, two months, whatever, if they've had <clears throat> surgery, mm-hmm. chips removed, tendon tears, uh, you name it, whatever it is. So I get a lot of sensitivity on all these horses. How do I know that? You know, it's pinpointing to the hocks or to the feet when I'm getting sensitivity all over, or is the body just because they're in rehab program, they're just sore all over because they, their body is trying to fix itself. Well, that, and, that and you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head that if they've got an issue in their foot or in their hock or wherever it may be, that's certainly going to impede their gait. That's going to impede their comfort and how they stand and how they, and how they move. So, in, and I've used this story a million times, you go to the state fair and you wear the wrong pair of shoes and by the end of the day, your neck is killing you, your back's hurting you, and it's from your shoes. And, and the way you walked and the way you carried yourself as you were doing that. So in a lot of to- a lot of cases, if they're in rehab, I mean, the same thing happens to a person. They have an injury and they go to physical rehab, they're sore. They're sore all over because they're physically doing things in order to, to help themselves rejuvenate their overall health and wellness. So you may get a feeling and a reaction system, you know, full body soreness, if you will. And then and certainly, as you know, when you treat the feet or the hock or the knee, you don't get the, <clears throat> the vacillation that you get in a soft tissue like on a hip or somewhere. But you know that that's where the problem is and you want to give them the ample amount of energy that you can as long as they're comfortable. If they're not comfortable with what you're giving them, they're going to move. They're going to move away from you. Walking around is different than walking away. So, but again, uh, if you've got that all over the whole body, that means that there is some, some stress in their body and overall soreness, and you probably hit the nail on the head that it's from the overall rehab that they're in and the recovery process from, from what they've gone through. Um, does, that make, does that help in, in your thought process? Oh, yeah. Perfectly, perfectly. Thank you so much. Okay, yes. okay. Does that answer your questions? Yep, sure does. Okay, so send an email to support at MagnaWave PEMF and we'll get you some gear. And uh, if you have any questions, Felicia, please feel free to send us an email or give us a call. We'd be happy to help out. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Have a great day. Yeah, uh-huh. bye bye. Some very good questions uh, that she was addressing, and you know that happens a lot, as I was saying, when people get into into physical therapy, uh, when they've been down on their back or they've had a problem with their knee, and all of a sudden they have to have some surgery or something completed, and they then they go into therapy and they're sore all over because they're making me do things that I don't want to do or hurt me to do to get through the healing process, and you just you have referral uh, over the body. So good general full 
full body human, small animal, or equine would be certainly beneficial uh, in those types of uh, situations. Okay, uh, let's see here if we've had anybody else send a text. No. If you'd like to uh, text me your name, send it to 502-599-9722, and I'd be happy to call you back, give you some gear, and talk to you about your questions. Could you talk about how you would treat baseball pitchers, shoulder and elbow? Hazel, it's a great question, and uh, in interestingly enough, uh, our devices are in the locker rooms of the Oakland Athletics, Cincinnati Reds, uh, to name a couple of teams that are using it, a lot on their pitchers. Certainly, they'll use it on their other players when they have strains with regard to diving for a ball or running or sliding, whatever they do to uh, get some issues with their hamstring, backs, shoulders, and so forth. But when you're talking about pitchers, pitchers and the stress that they endure <clears throat> when they they pitch on their shoulder and their elbow and as you know Tommy John uh, surgery is a big thing to help with those types of indications and that's what the devices are being used for a lot in the in the baseball locker rooms but I would certainly basically treat the area treat the elbow treat the shoulder I would also go down the back treat the low back treat the overall area because as you know it all comes from the spine everything comes out of the head in the brain from the spine to the rest of the body with regard to nerve distribution and and everything like that in, in the healing process so certainly you want to treat the areas where the injury is or the stress is I mean when they're throwing that ball the motion on their on their elbow and their wrist and their shoulder is pretty incredible and they need to recover now recovery is key but also uh, worked with some very big pitchers over the years and uh, that one of the greatest pitchers of all time we worked with and and uh, he had some issues but he got to using the the therapy for pre-game pre-event to make sure that everything's loosened up warmed up ready to go and that's the way a lot of football players when we treat players in the NFL use the devices to make sure they're very supple their mo their their oxygenation in their blood in their muscles tissue and all that is optimum when they go into the match and and go into uh, to go into that type of thing when they're playing ball or whatever it is so certainly treat the shoulder and the elbow prior to the game and then again after the game to help the recovery of the process and I would treat uh, as often as necessary to maintain uh, the function that they're looking for uh, with their activity with their when they're pitching arm if you will hope that helps Hazel uh, great question and uh, we're really excited to be doing more and more in the physical therapy space uh, for athletes uh, as we as we move down that road. We're working with a, a, a gentleman named Art Still. If you're looking up, he's an eight-time pro bowler uh, in the NFL and uh, very uh, successful in his football career. And he's coming uh, on board with us to work with professional trainers and professional uh, athletes to make sure that they can best utilize this type of therapy for their uh, health and wellness. And that's one of the directions that we're going. So you'll be seeing and hearing more from Art as uh, he gets more involved with us uh, in the area of professional sports. We really want to work in those areas. Uh, I was at when I was in uh, 
Phoenix at the Cincinnati Reds spring training and met with Dr. Bodenhausen from here in Louisville and talking about how to implement this therapy in the well-being uh, procedures for professional athletes is something that we're looking at because as you know uh, things have been kind of standardized with how PT works and and what they use and a lot of times people as we've all experienced and if you have one of these devices you're it's a new thing to your clients and your people and you got to explain it to them and educate them and that's certainly what we want to do but we're very excited about how we can work deeper and further into the athletic world to uh, help these people be more successful and maintain their health as they pursue their uh, their sports and their very rigorous activity that's required uh, to be a professional athlete okay do you have any other questions looks like we got one that's real long <laughs> is that a question coming up uh, that's on there let's see uh, from let's let's see here it comes mm-hmm. um, okay let's see so, oh let's go back to Suzanne's we had one just before Karen's and let's bring that one up there we go let's have a look at um, um, all right how would you treat fractured vertebrae and how long would the treatment be well I would treat uh, a standard regimen would be probably 8 to 15 minute treatment in the area I would treat it daily if possible or at least uh, three times a week Uh, if you could I would treat it again 8 to 15 minutes on a very comfortable uh, what I would call a moderate type of setting it's certainly going to help the overall area I would also if you're treating the back if you're using a mat or a large loop you're in essence treating the torso so you're in that process you're going to help energize all the blood in the body to make it be very available for the oxygen that's available so as it flows through the body uh, over the rest of the day that you're going to help that area as well where the fractured vertebrae are and uh, but I would treat it just like any type of fracture there's pain there's inflammation there are things uh, uh, that they're dealing with and certainly the application of the therapy would be beneficial to that so I would again I treat uh, 8 to 15 minutes once a day if it's a new injury and uh, they're just getting back going and acclimated you could do a couple of times a day for a week or so to help jump start and move things along and then as often as necessary to uh, help the healing process move along in a satisfactory manner great question Suzanne thanks for asking let's see we got another one uh, that's up here let's have a look and see what we have um, okay can you please discuss how popular PMF therapy has become how us practitioners are starting to lose clients or going out and buying only MagnaWave but other pulse centers so forth and starting their own business um, okay Karen I mean that's a fair question uh, we have that any doctor that that opens a practice or a massage therapist that opens a practice uh, you run the risk of having people leave and either become a massage therapist or a PMF practitioner or whatever the situation may be uh, we have marketing plans and programs available that people can participate with to help them stand out the thing that, that we all need to think about and realize when this when you're pursuing this type of activity uh, as a business is that customers come and go 
It's very important. Your bedside manner is very important. Your belief is very important that you show that to your customers. And yes, uh, it is a potentiality uh, that people will lose customers or they'll go someplace else. But there are so many potential customers out there that it's with the proper uh, facilitation of your marketing, of your activities, will bring more people to the individual. I've experienced this firsthand. When I first started, I'd go out and I'd go to, all of a sudden, when I first went to Wellington, for example, uh, the first couple of years, I was the only person dragging this box around trying to show people how to do this. Then there were two, then there were 10, then there were 11, and I thought, oh my gosh, and people were asking me the same thing. And the bottom line is you, you can only treat so many clients in a day. You can only treat so many small animals or horses in a day. And so when you look at the scope of what you can do, you just need to make sure that you're doing that as much as you can. To lose a client means that the business is growing, means that the technology is being better accepted. If you looked at the number of chiropractors in your town or massage, there's one building where we used to have our offices. I was in there the other day uh, visiting the, the owner of the building and that, that building is almost turned into a medical facility. There's like 10 massage therapists in this one building. Well, they've each got their own practice and they've got their own customers and they run in different circles and they develop their network. And that's what we just need to keep doing is developing our network. So Karen, we're happy to talk with you about that, move you through that. Maybe people need to expand. Some people want to work just with horses, that's fine. And if you do that, you have, but you have to understand if you just do horses and some clients go elsewhere or they move or they change or they decide to purchase their own equipment, that's gonna happen. You gotta just work a little harder initially to help build your, uh, your craft and your, and your backing, but that can come and people will, will call you just like a lot of people are experiencing. The other thing that people can do is realize if you're working on horses, you can work on small animals as well. Oh, I've not met many horse people that don't have two or three dogs, and in most cases, large dogs, and dogs that have arthritis, and dogs that are getting older, and dogs that need to be treated, plus the riders, uh, when you're talking about the horse industry. And then you have the same thing. Dr. Marty Goldstein and I have laughed and talk many times how people come in to treat their dogs and they'll put the dog on their lap and they're treating their dog as they're sitting on their lap and they're treating themselves at the same time and they love that. Not that he's doing human treatments. It's just that these kind of things are available that people want to uh, to be serviced. There are veterinarians, for example, that have started naturopathic practices in, in a building down the street or next door to their office so the humans can go be treated uh, at the same time or as they're, they're, they're having their, their small animals dealt with. So there's a lot of opportunity for a general practitioner to expand their horizons and uh, build their business. And it, it, it's like Wendy's and McDonald's. Because there's a McDonald's sitting here, Wendy said, hey, I'm going to go across the street because there are going to be some people that prefer our hamburger to McDonald's hamburger. And we're both going to, and they're both successful in Burger King. And, you know, you can just go right down the list. So they all look for their niche. They have their menu. So you got to work on your menu to make sure that it's the best menu that you can put forward and customers will be there for you. But it's just not going to happen. It takes work and we're happy to discuss that with you. I could talk about this for a long time uh, because I've been through it firsthand uh, uh, 
in, in starting our business. It was a tough day for me when we made the decision, we're going to stop doing treatments because we don't want to compete with our practitioners because they were buying devices from us. And, and so we just had to make that decision. And it was a tough one. Uh, when we really became a device company as, as opposed to a practitioner. I was a practitioner for several years before we made that decision. And it wasn't that, that we were keeping our practitioners from being in practice, but it was just one of those kind of things that having started it, a lot of people would say, well, I want you to do it. And then I got a practitioner over here who's trying to build a business. So we sat back and we said, no, if you'd like to have this done, contact one of our practitioners and, and help this go along. So it was a big decision for us to do that, and it was a tough, it took several months for us to get over that uh, decision to build our financial base in a different manner outside of providing uh, treatments uh, at that time. So if you want to discuss any of this stuff, folks, we'd be just more than happy uh, to do it, to uh, help you along and, and to help you be uh, successful in your business. Business is not easy. Uh, it's not like falling off of a log. If you, but you've you've heard me say this before. But we want to help you out if you have questions. And and Karen, your question is is very good. And and yes, people are going to uh, you know in in the beginning. Here's here's an example. People would say because when we started, there really wasn't many people. There were not many people doing this around the country. And so I brought a device from California east of the Mississippi River, there weren't many devices at all. And there were very few, if any, devices uh, on the racetrack, uh, Churchill Downs and some of these places. Now, some of the people who were in California who had experienced the Papimi and, and, and some of the earlier devices out there who also came here, Bob Baffert, and some of them had used the therapy in California, and they come back here, and all of a sudden, there's there's nothing here. And so when, when I started and, and I got going, and, and I've kind of lost my train of thought here, but I got going in that avenue and, and in that vein, I had to educate everybody. They had to understand uh, what we were doing and it wasn't easy to do that, but I had to do it and with perseverance and time. And frankly, it worked so well that I'd treat a horse or I'd treat a person or I'd treat a small animal and it would work. The, the business would just grow naturally. So patience is the key, perseverance is the key, and, and you just have to uh, do that. But I believe it from my heart. In fact, I thought about it this morning as, as I think about at my age, when how, how much am I going to keep working? When are we going to, how am I going to let other people in the business take on more responsibility and that kind of stuff so I can spend more time with my family and my wife and travel a little bit and do those kind of things? You got to make a transition. You got to understand how to plan those things out. So that's where I am and, and that's what we all have to be thinking about. Okay, any other questions that yeah. might be up there that I can uh, address and carry? Okay, uh, Brittany uh, has a client, has a horse, legs swelled up for an unknown reason, no injury, and now the swelling has went all the way up to the back and stomach. She's on an antibiotic right now, but I was wondering if it was safe to MagnaWave even if I don't know what is causing it. <clears throat> well, Certainly, it's inflammation, and we want to deal with the inflammation that's there. Now, you, we always want to work in concert with the veterinarian that's dealing with the horse. If there's something causing it, uh, if it is an infection, and they want to kind of use the antibiotic to deal with the infection a little bit first, and then come back and treat, uh, that would be a way. But it's certainly, you're not going to, I don't see how, and again, talk to your 
work directly with your veterinarian, but to treat the area to help move the fluid away and to help the blood be healthier. I do an overall body treatment also to help the overall oxygenation. So where's that gonna go? It's gonna go to the legs. And to give good oxygenated blood, good blood flow to that area, good oxygenated healthy blood flow can work miracles on the body and so by treating the overall body to help that blood go to those areas that are a problem treat that area as well to help move things uh, out of it and take away that inflammation uh, which certainly could most certainly be beneficial to uh, helping the comfort and the uh, wellness of the situation something is causing it whether it was a bite of some form or a stress of some form or a pulled muscle or something that that's allowed it to continue to go you know and I goes back to my shoe deal earlier if you wear the wrong pair of shoes if the horse hurt itself on its foot and it's just kind of progressing up the leg because of how it's carrying itself and how it, it gait and so forth can exacerbate the overall problem if you knew exactly where it's coming from if it's coming from the foot or the ankle or the knee uh, or where it might be then you have an idea of where to start and to uh, refer from that time and move forward Great question. Uh, would you? Would I treat? I would most certainly uh, be active in treating that horse, but I would also be in conversation with the veterinarian to make sure that we're both on the on the same page with what they want to accomplish with that particular uh, animal. Uh, any other questions that uh, might be there that I can uh, take a look at? Oh, Kathleen. Hello, Kathleen. Um, how can I explain to veterinarians the difference between shockwave therapy, which they recommend more than PMF, and MagnaWave? My vet doesn't believe that MagnaWave helped the healing process of my horse's pulled suspensory ligaments. Well, if they're believers in shockwave and they're selling shockwave and they are going to try to continue to sell shockwave, they're not going to support something on the outside that they're not supporting. Uh, what you need to show is we have videos, the Amiga video uh, with uh, Verlinda Thompson and Dr. Amanda Myers that we had last year at uh, MagnaCon that is available for you to use, showing the bone remodeling, showing the health in the body. It's very difficult for anybody, uh, doctor, anything, to look at that and watch that video and hear Dr. Amanda Myers discuss what happened and how they did it and, and Verlinda's father who was a veterinarian for his entire career uh, and, and how it was applicable to that type situation will show anybody the values of this particular device. However, if they are a shockwave person, they're going to believe in shockwave. You might point out to them that what we do quite often in the racetrack in various places, uh, for example, they'll shockwave. They have to be 10 days out, uh, I believe it's 10 days, to uh, before a race and they can do shockwave or further out than that also, then we'll come in and help support, help continue the process that they used uh, with their shockwave. But people understand, people need to understand that we're both delivering massive amounts of, of energy to the area. So shockwave does it with compression and we do it with magnetic fields and they both will add uh, that to it. But certainly you understand that, that somebody who does, who uses something else is going like we were talking about these people that write these disparaging articles about many different types of therapies, they're selling their own stuff. And so if, if a vet, you, you, I've also learned you can't change somebody's mind. 
if they don't believe and they tell you they don't believe and they're what's what they're going to do you can talk to your blue in the face and they're going to tell you how they feel move on find a different vet do something else that you're comfortable with and and be happy. People do that all the time with their doctors. They, they like their doctor. They communicate well with their doctor. They understand. They believe their doctor and away they go. When they have a second situation, they want a second opinion, they go get a second opinion. And But I can't tell somebody, um, to me, if someone simply makes that kind of comment, then they are, they're very close-minded to what they're doing and that's fine. Uh, people are that way. Just show them the evidence, make the evidence available to them. Uh, go pick up the, the uh, uh, there's a million testimonials on the site. Give that to them. We have things. You can call the office and, and we'll create a document for you that they can give them. Links to go uh, and a PDF document to help you do that. And, and in fact, that's probably something we need to do to make available to folks so they can actually go out and, and uh, utilize these types of evidence uh, for their doctors. Uh, as they see, I guess another thing to share is, hey doc, it's used for cancer tumors today. It's used, it's approved for non-union fractures. It's shown through the NASA study, Dr. Dennis's NASA study that's available to you, that it does help regenerate cartilage. It does help th with the potentiality of stem cell development. They can't argue that. If you give them that information, they can argue whether or not they're going to use it, but they can't argue the substantiation and the science that's there. While we're working daily uh, with the Association of PMF Professionals and, and various other organizations and the studies that, that MagnaWave is participating in, we're working daily to create more and more scientific evidence to support, but my gosh, there's thousands of studies that show the scientific evidence of what this will do. Just from the non-union fracture standpoint, if a doctor says that this doesn't help heal a, a bone wound or a suspensory issue or a nerve issue, uh, with the FDA, that, that, so what they're saying is the FDA doesn't approve anything, or, or it doesn't, they, they approve something that doesn't work. That doesn't happen. Even, you can go get FDA studies, you can do all that kind of stuff, and the FDA may say something, but if it doesn't work, then people aren't going to use it, and you see that all the time. Uh, it, it, the FDA provides clearance for safety. They, they want things to be non-dangerous. They want things certainly to be beneficial, so you have to back them up with studies. But if it's not something that's easily replicated or something that is easy to complete quickly, then it, it's a, it's a uh, classic law of, of demand. If people want it and they like it and it works the way they want it, they're going, they're going to utilize it. So I hope that helps, Kathleen. Great question, uh, but I wouldn't worry about it. If somebody doesn't want to talk about it, move on to the next person. If it's your own personal vet and you got a challenge, I understand and, and um, perhaps we need to look at how we could help in that situation. I'm always available to talk to these folks if they'll, if they'll have the uh, time or set aside the time. Uh, I, I, we have a vet uh, that I'm trying to reach out to and they'll make comments. They'll say, well, this doesn't do that or this doesn't do this and you need to approach this. And so I write him a letter and say, hey, I'd love to talk to you about this. Don't hear anything. You know, so it, it always it's amazing to me where someone can say something, but they won't discuss something. It goes back to Seinfeld. You can make a reservation, but you don't keep the reser reservation, if you remember that, that Seinfeld uh, episode. So that's kind of the way it works, and I'd, I'd stay on it and, uh, 
certainly will do anything we can do to help with those types of questions and situations. Uh, any other questions? Uh, come? No other questions? Okay. Uh, it's uh, 20 minutes until the hour. I got about five minutes. I have another meeting. I need to leave the building to attend at 10, so I'm going to wrap up today at at uh, 9.45. So if you do have another question that you'd like for me to answer, please uh, put it up. Let me make sure somebody hasn't sent a text. Nope, no other texts uh, to call and, and uh, talk with somebody about. There's just so much going on. There was one question that was posted. Uh, what about people who are um, just sensitive and they're not comfortable with the treatments? Um, and they talk about someone being uh, older uh, that they're treating and they just can't find comfort. We, you need to, the reality of it is, I'd say one out of a hundred people are uncomfortable around electromagnetic waves or they're uncomfortable under power lines that they're around. They, they get headaches when they use their phone because they're just very sensitive to this type of energy that's applied. You're going to run into that, and, and it, it's going to be a very small number of people that you're going to find. I've also found that people who are a little older, maybe in their upper 60s, 70s, 80s, who have never experienced anything like this, and you go to treat them, they don't understand the feeling, they don't understand what's going on, and it just feels foreign to them, thereby maybe a little uncomfortable to them. You're going to have that. That's going to be the case. As you know, some people exercise by walking. Some people exercise by running. Uh, I've got a, 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 a arterial condition in my body that the, the arteries on one side of my heart are 50% of the size that they're supposed to be, and the other arteries on the other side are normal. So when I run, I get exhausted very rapidly. When I walk, it's not an issue. So for me to power walk a little bit and exercise via walking or riding a bike is much easier for me than running because of the oxygenation that's required in the body. That's an anomaly in my body. Uh, it was discovered several years ago when we thought I was having some issues and the doc says, no, you're fine. You just got this constriction or the different size of your orders and that's what causes you to have these issues once in a while. So people are in different types of situations and you just need to deal with that and uh, everybody's not going to find it as comfortable as the next person. So uh, great questions. Uh, it's about time for me to leave. I certainly appreciate it. Appreciate you being here. Uh, we got a new a person with us in the studio today, Tony, uh, is helping us and is going to be with us as a full-time videographer, and you'll cer certainly meet him and see him, and we're going to do a lot more uh, uh, video things. We're going to redo all the videos in our training as we move forward. One of the things that I'm kind of thinking about doing is with the office hours area, and these guys are just now, Chris and Tony, hearing about this, but I would like to maybe do a program where we have a human-based office hours and an animal-based office hours, so people can come on. I can have a guest that deals perhaps with just the veterinary side or a guest that deals with the with the human side and we can get deeper into those kind of areas so look forward to that I'm not saying it's starting tomorrow or next week but we are going to maybe go down that road and certainly Elaine is doing that with her women's wellness webinars that she's doing and so we want to kind of move in that thing transparency is our key training is our key uh, helping you as practitioners uh, understand the devices and and better build your business and you as customers to understand what we want to bring to you as far as health and wellness. Uh, the more people we can help be healthier, the better off we are, and the more people that, that want to embrace this as a business is what really brings me happiness to help people be successful 
in their endeavors and do what they would like to do. So with that said, thank you so much for joining me today. We'll be back next Tuesday with another edition of MagnaWave Office Hours. If you have questions, please feel free to uh, send them to me or to the office or call the office and we will certainly uh, approach and answer your questions. Have a great day. Wave on for better health and wellness and have a great week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.